Yalit Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to Strength in Words, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, infants, and toddlers of all developmental levels. Each week we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, and outline some insight about early development. This series is time for you to be together and to feel like you're doing something good for and with your baby, small child, or multiple young children. Please follow your child's lead. I am a speech and language pathologist and I specialize in work with very young children, but this is not to be confused with speech therapy. This is what I call family enrichment. All suggested activities are meant to be enjoyed by your baby under close adult supervision. For a more complete story of Strength in Words, please listen to my introduction episode or visit my website, strengthinwords.com. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to Ayelet, hello to the singers, hello, 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 hello to the babies, hello to the toddlers, hello, hello, hello. Hello to the children, hello to the grown-ups, hello, 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 hello. Hello to your friends, hello to my friends, hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your name, hello to your child's name, hello, 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 everybody, hello, everybody, hello, hello, hello. Let's say hello to some of the clothing items we wear. Hello to the shirt, hello to the socks, hello, 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 hello. Hello to the trousers, hello to the sweater, hello, hello, hello. One last time, hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here. Last week, I mentioned briefly that even pre-verbal children can make requests. We see this when young children use gesture, eye contact, vocalizations, and other nonverbal communication methods to request social routines, games like peekaboo, objects like a toy or a food item, or actions for you to continue what you're doing, for an activity to stop, etc. Though we often think about request making as the primary reason young children communicate, we do have to stop and think about all the other reasons we all communicate. From very early on, we see young children intentionally communicating for the purposes of social interaction, joint attention, as well as behavioral regulation or regulating the behavior of others to make a request, for instance. We spoke about ways that young infants communicate in episode nine, communication, the first six months. As adults, we're used to a different kind of learning pace, and many of us spend much of our time with our young children trying to 
guide them to learn a particular lesson rather than allowing them to learn by exposure, sensory experiences, and interaction, which, as it happens, is how developmental research suggests infants and toddlers learn best. So how do we do this? How do we get down to their level? How do we learn to take a breath, slow down, and help them learn the way that they were born to? I want to suggest an activity to build on this ability. I have two flowy scarves. Any square-shaped scarf or bandana will do. One is for you and one is for your little one. If you have multiple young children with you, try to provide one for each of them. I'm going to sing about the things I do with this scarf in my hand, and then I'm going to sing about what my little friends are doing with their scarves. I'll sing it with actions that I do and that I observe my friends Matthew and Jason doing. Matthew is a toddler and Jason is an infant, so they'll be doing very different kinds of things, but we can observe and talk about all of them. Okay, I'll wave the scarf up and down first. We can wave, we can wave, wave like a yellow, we can wave, wave, wave like a yellow, we can wave, wave, wave like a yellow, we can wave the scarf with a yellow. I see Matthew slithering his scarf like a snake. We can slither, slither, slither like a snake. We can slither, slither, slither like a snake. We can slither, slither, slither like a snake. We can slither like a snake with Matthew. Look how Jason's putting it in the corner of his mouth. How does it taste, Jason? Be careful not to swallow it. We can taste, taste, taste like Jason. We can taste, taste, taste like Jason. We can taste, taste. Taste like Jason, we can taste the scarf with Jason. Okay, now it's my turn again. I'm going to dance with the scarf, wiggling it first on my left and then on the right side of my body. We can dance, dance, dance like a yellow, we can dance, dance, dance like a yellow, we can dance, dance, dance like a yellow, we can dance with the scarf with a yellow. <laughs> Matthew's throwing it up in the air and then catching it. We can throw and catch, throw and catch, throw and catch like Matthew. We can throw and catch, throw and catch, throw and catch like Matthew. We can throw and catch, throw and catch, throw and catch like Matthew. We can throw and catch the scarf with Matthew. Jason has his hand flat on top of that scarf now. We can pat, pat, pat like Jason. We can pat, pat, pat like Jason. We can pat, pat. Pat like Jason, we can pat the scarf with Jason. Okay, I'll take the last one. Here goes the scarf over my face. peek a -boo. We can peek, peek, peek a -boo. We can peek, peek, peek a -boo. We can peek, peek, peek a -boo. We can peek a -boo with a yellow. By observing each other and then narrating both what you do and what your young child does, you're really immersing your little one in language. You're stating what each person is doing, giving vocabulary for each of the separate actions. You're placing that action within a song and thereby creating and reinforcing patterns. You're making a social and interactive experience. And finally, you're assuming intentionality and showing your little one that you are paying attention to his actions. When we talk about what our young children are doing, we call attention to the fact that every behavior is inherently communicative in some way. 
If you say, oh, I see you batting at the picture of the bear on the mat. Are you interested in him? Look at his big ears. You read into what your child is doing and create a sort of social narrative behind it. As time goes on, your baby trusts that you're paying attention and that you're making a good effort to read his actions and communication attempts. Even when we think we're paying close attention, I can say with certainty and with experience that we often miss so much of what our children are learning. I'll give an example of that in just a moment, but let's sing another song now that I like to think of as a calming song or lullaby. It's a very old tune and can be sung with several voices for a lovely harmony with or without words or, of course, with your own words. You might sing it on baby or on your child's name. Baby, 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 little, little, little one. Baby, 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 my little one. You might sing about going to sleep. Sleep, 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 sleep. Now it's time to go to sleep. I will be near when you wake, but sleep, sleep, sleep. Sometimes it takes a calming song like that one to get back to a place where we as adults can take a deep breath and remember to sit back and observe our children instead of feeling like we have to actively teach them all the time, alerting them to look at the dog or asking them what does that dog say when actually they're deeply engrossed in some other study. Young children are learners, that's what they do. We've talked a lot about the fact that they're studying of an object, their movement in a particular way, their vocalization or their gaze in a particular direction, this is what learning looks like. When we sit back, comment on what they're doing, respond to their needs and the desires, and give them physical and emotional support without bombarding them, both parties often feel more satisfied. I want to talk for a moment about a term, communicative intent. As humans, we are all communicators, whether we are able to speak or not. When your young infant studies the bear on his playmat and then looks up at you, is he not looking for a response with his gaze? 
It's our job to decide whether that gaze intended to tell us something specific, whether there was a specific message associated with it, and what that might be. My general practice, both in my work as a speech and language pathologist and as a mother of a young child, is that it's almost always safe to assume intentionality. Developmental research confirms that there is a relationship between the responsiveness of parents and caregivers of pre-verbal children, those with and without developmental delays, and the acquisition of language. In other words, when we respond to our young children's nonverbal communicative efforts, their gaze, their gestures, their vocalizations, and even those we associate with negative behaviors such as grabbing or pulling, we honor that this is an effort to communicate and our response to their communicated message has a positive effect on their growing ability to express themselves through language. Of course, once they start using language, the importance of our responsiveness doesn't change. I want to tell you about an experience I had with my own son when he was about 15 months old. He was using one-word sentences at that time, which of course continued to require a fair amount of decoding on my end. My mother, he, and I had gone out to lunch at a restaurant, and as we were waiting for our food, he suddenly stated, hat. Of course, my mom and I started trying to figure out what he wanted to say about a hat. Neither of us were wearing hats. Nobody in the restaurant within his view was wearing a hat. Was he asking me to put my hat back on? I did, but that didn't seem to satisfy him. Did he want me to be silly? I put the napkin on my head and asked him if that was the hat he wanted. What he did next blew my mind. He pointed to a woman at the table across from us who was wearing a headscarf, and again he said, hat. He was making an observation and using the closest associative word he knew to describe it, calling our attention to something that was out of the ordinary in his world. We affirmed that, yes, it was like a hat, that you could call it a scarf or a headscarf. My mom was wearing a scarf around her neck, and she offered to put it on his head to try it on. He was thrilled. That was clearly the ultimate goal. What's that thing she's wearing that's like a hat but isn't, and how do I get one of those to try on my own head? <laughs> he had gotten his message across, and we had successfully decoded the multifaceted nature of it. The point I'm trying to make here is that there is so much they are trying to tell us or ask of us, even when they can't, even when we can't see it. And it's often not what we would have expected. The best we can do is to think about all the different reasons we communicate and connect what they express to our own knowledge of their experiences and interests and hope that we don't miss too much. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye bigger kids. Goodbye all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye Ayala. Goodbye to this music. We laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts, being here together.
Thanks so much, everyone. For a text version of the Developmental Thought of the Week, or instructions to make and ideas for how to use your very own DIY scarf song prop, you can head over to my website, strengthinwords.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, as well as straight from my website. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on any and all of those forums. If you feel inclined to support what we're doing here at Strength in Words, you can do so by visiting my website and clicking on the link to either make a one-time donation or by becoming a patron of Strength in Words on Patreon. I'll be here again next week.